next pastor. Uh, Brother Richard, daughter Crystal. Come on up. This is my baby. She came through our equipment. Before you stop clapping, I might say you're getting ready to go to hell. You're clapping. Listen, she came through our youth department, through our young adult department. She worked for ESPN. She lived in L.A. She was out there with my son Ray and Rachel. This is a bad girl in Christ. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Amen. She worked for ESPN. Come on, Crystal Critties, man. Thank you. Good morning, family. Good morning. Because 20 something years ago, that was me. That was Melanie Congleton in the back. That was all of us. And to see that on the other end, it's, it's so beautiful because, like Pastor said, we grew up in this church. We grew up through the, the youth programs. And, like the youth director said, make sure you make that investment in your children because it will pay off in the long run. So, just standing here as a testament to that. Also, I can't give you guys too much information. However, uh, a lot of you know that I'm a sports reporter, a newscaster, both sports and news. And very, very, very soon, you will be able to watch me here in Philadelphia, in South Jersey. I all glory to God. All glory to, to Jesus. I can't tell you what channel until the press release comes out, but keep on watching sports, and one day I'll pop up. God bless you all. Parents stand, Brother Rich, Sister Rich, we love you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell you, what a remarkable blessing. Ain't many of us with looks and talent left. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Eat your heart out. Yeah, so uh, we thank God from whom all blessings flee. See, young people, you can do it. Amen. Trust Jesus and do what's right, and the Lord will open up all kind of doors. Can I get a witness? He will open up all kind of doors. Somebody said you can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to thine own understanding. Now, I'm going to ask my young lady here to play first. Then we'll have the choir come. Then I'll preach. Oh, no. No. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. You're getting old. Things are slipping. Youth. My youth praise dancers. Come on up here. They are bad. They are bad. They are bad. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's right. Oh, I tell you. These some bad girls, boy. And ladies. Praise Jesus. That's right. All right. All right. I love young people. Love them. Come on. Oh, na 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 
Citizen praise dancers, people on canes praise dancers. We're gonna get them all out of here. Praise the name of Jesus. Isn't the Lord good? All right, our, our great player here. You got the floor. We love you. Thank you.
Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. We thank God for all of you, to all of our visitors who came by bus. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Our co-laborers in the gospel, our ministers, and elders, deacons, friends, we are ecstatic about our Christ. In 1990 and 1994, and I remember this vividly because I sat with my children and watched this, there was an adventurous children's story called The Never-Ending Story. And this never-ending story was about a little boy named Bastin who uh, was running from school as bullies were chasing him and he ran into a library and to duck them and found a book called The Never, Never Ending Story and start reading the book. The book was fictional. Went home and had a dream and the dream was that he was the coming deliverer to a place called Fantasia, and it was the nothing that wanted to destroy Fantasia. Yeah. This nothing was a powerful evil that anticipated the deliverer coming and was waiting to kill him. This boy flew on a large white dog with long ears, big teeth, and he could fly. The episode that amazed me was that as the boy was running through the woods, this vicious large wolf was chasing him who had been hired by the nothing to kill him. And the little boy slipped and escaped from the wolf and finally he met up with the wolf and the wolf was in an enclosure trying to disguise himself and he said I was chasing a young boy and I lost him have you seen him he didn't recognize the boy and they go back and forth in their dialogue and then the wolf said something that amazed me in 1992 I think is when I sat down with my kids and saw this, the wolf said, people who are fearful are easy to control. And the one who has the control is the one in the power. People who are fearful are easy to control. And the one that has the controls has the power. I want you to think about Satan and how he brings fear into the lives of God's people. Spiritually, someone would tell you that fear is an acronym that means false evidence appearing real that the Bible says God has not given us 
the spirit of fear, timidity, but of power, love, and of disciplined mind. And John says in his epistle, perfect love casteth out fear. I will fear, the psalmist said, no evil. Fear is, amen, uh, a defeating and suffocating. Fear is Satan's strongest ally to scare off you and me from the will, way, and wisdom of God. It is a confrontation because people and problems become dangers and threats in our lives. Fear is a conflict because internally we change our behavior and hide, triggering an avoidance to the conflict. Fear is a condition which hinders us, amen, and our trust in God and from making uh, important decisions. Fear is a confusion because it interferes with our sense of future, makes us indifferent, that means we don't care, and helps us to become indecisive and procrastinate as we give in to doubt. Fear damages our beliefs, our boldness, and our blessings. Abraham was fearful because as time went on and his age got older, he could not logically figure out how he was going to have a son at 99 years old. Jacob was fearful because he was running from Esau's brother after stealing the birthright from him. It's interesting that the disciples of Jesus became fearful when they were on an ocean at four o'clock in the morning and the boat tossed and turned and Jesus was on the boat and they shook and woke him and said, Lord, don't you care we're about to perish? And Jesus got up and said, O ye of little faith, and he looked at the wind and the waves and the sea, and he said, let me tell the sea what I want, peace. Then he gave the commandment, be still. And the Bible says that everything came to a halt. And the disciples said, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the waves obey him? But if that's all you pulled out of that story, you missed the punchline. Because Jesus turned to his disciples and said, did not I tell you? We was going to the other side. Going to the other side denotes God's got your back in the end. But he may allow some storms to get there. Do I have a witness? This thing of fear, and God knows I have my own fears. 
We all have fear. I have fear every time my, one of my kids hit the highway. I got fear every time one of my kids are flying. I got fear every time, amen, certain things are taking place. Fear. I got fear going to the doctors. Never had fear before. You know, hello, Mr. Gordon, how are you? I, I got a call the other day. We haven't seen you. I said, oh, God. Let me take your weight, oh God. Let me take your blood pressure, oh God. And that's the nurse. She ain't got nothing to say. She's just taking tests. Then the doctor comes in and he's got the chart. And we become fearful. Isn't that right? The classic biblical, young people, I want you to hear this, character of fear was Gideon. We're in the book of Judges, chapter 6 to 9, turn to chapter 6, and he was one of 12 judges, just came on the heels of the conquest stage through Joshua. There was a reason Joshua said, you guys can do what you want to do. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Because Joshua understood that the nation was about to take a dip. The Judges is the darkest period of Israel's history as we see today in our country. That is, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Are you with me? And there was a cycle of events that God allowed in this book. First, they would rebel against God. And then God would send retribution, payback, and then they would cry out and repent, and then God would send restoration. It was at the point of restoration that he, he inserted a judge to give victory to the nation. Are you with me? Samson was a judge. Uh, Jetha was a judge. Uh, Othniel was a judge. Uh, Barak was a judge. Thank God for Deborah, because Barak chumped out. There were 12 judges. Samson was a judge, other, other judges. But in this context, and I want you to see this, the, the enemy, chapter 6, is the Midianites. Can I get a witness? That it says, and, verse 1, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian, Seven years. Now, let me stop pausing part. When you and I forget God, when you and I practice polluted evil, when you and I do our own thing and think there's no recourse, God can dial up an enemy to get you back in line. Once, once, once rebellion comes, then retribution comes, then God waits for you to repent, and then God restores. And, and so, child of God, when you look at this, verse 2, in the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites, children of Israel made them the dens that are in the mountains. They became afraid with fear. And so it was when Israel, verse 3, had sown that the Midianites came up and Melekites, and the children of the east, 
amen, against them, and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth, took their crops, took their houses, devastated them as a nation as, as they were, verse 5, grasshoppers for multitude. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Can I get a witness? I, I want you to, in your reading of the Bible next week, I want you to read this text, but I want to go down to verse 10. And I said unto you, this is God talking to them. I am the Lord your God. Here it is. What does he say? Fear not. Fear not. The gods of the Ammonites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of the Lord. That's the Lord Jesus Christ pre-incarnate. Jesus is all in the Old Testament disguised. Can I get away? In Joshua 6, he was the captain of the host on a white horse. Can I get a witness? In Daniel, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was placed in the oven, he was the fourth one that looked like the Son of God. In Daniel chapter 10, he's the Ancient of Days. Do I have a witness? Jesus, Jesus comes in and goes out, and as the angel of the Lord, he comes in, and, 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 and verse 10, and, and verse 11, and there came an angel of the Lord under the oak, amen, which is Ophrah, and that pertained unto Joaz, the uh, Abbey uh, is Israelite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites, Verse 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Something doesn't fit here. When we're fearful, we hide. And when God calls us, he calls us from the perspective of what we will be. He calls things that be not as though it already was. I want to suggest today I want to just talk about letting go of your fears. Letting, letting go of your fears. We have these fears by the way, uh, let me throw something out. There's the fear of rejection. There's the fear of abandonment. There's the fear of death. There's the fear of poverty. There's the fear of old age. There's the fear of someone finding out all about you. There's the fear of failure. There's the fear of intimacy. There's a fear of being alone. There's a fear, all kinds of fears that we are permeated with. Hmm. Some have fears of spiders. That is a prevalent fear for a lot of women. They're afraid of spiders. All you got to do is step on them.
For years you stepped on something else, just step, step on the spiders, you know. But we got these fears. And if you sit up here today and say, I don't have fears, you're lying. We all got fears because Satan ushers it in through this flesh nature. I was in a gallery years ago. I was passing this church, had my leather on, my brim, going through the gallery. And this lady came to me and she said, aren't you Pastor Coy? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, why you look like that? Yeah. She said, why aren't you smiling? I said, I'm in Philly. <laughs> Fear. I don't smile in Philly. I look, I look nasty in Philly. Fear. My son's 28. Every time he gets in the car at night, I say, let's go through the, let's go through the police academy again. He tired of hearing from me. If the police stop you, here's what you do. Here's what you don't do. Fear. My daughter's traveling late at night by herself in the car. Fear. Just, we are inundated with fears. And you don't have to feel bad about being fearful because we all have the same dilemma. I'm fearful of my future. I'm fearful of failure. I'm fearful of dying alone. I'm fearful of not being happy. If you live with these fears, Satan has won. We got to let go. Let go. I want to suggest real quickly three things about Gideon. Gideon first had a fear of facing his real feelings. Mm. I'm talking about personal disclosure. I, I, I'll, I'll be talking. You know what God struggles with? Us being honest. We have put on this mask for church so long, and it is a mask. We struggle with our own inner feelings. We can say, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, one minute, and the next minute we in tears. There's an instability. There's a contradiction in what we say we believe. Gideon, Gideon, Gideon like us, Gideon like us in this narrative, I'm going to get through it quickly. He's hiding from the possible danger and threat of his fears. He hid threshing the wheat at night. He became unexposed like Adam and Eve, hiding. And when we hide... We typically redo our clothes. We hide behind something. Uh, today, some of us are hiding behind clothes. We're hiding behind reputation. We're hiding behind smiles. We're hiding. You need not hide. You can come out. That, that Gideon, Gideon had a fear of his calling. He didn't agree with his calling. Now, let me stop, pause the part and talk about calling. 
I said it this morning. I'm going on 32 years here. My calling has always been the predominant thing in my mind. Once I understand my calling to a certain church, I'm not looking for other churches. I don't care how much money they offer. This is a calling. I don't need to play politics up in here because this is a calling. God's got the last say-so. Y'all ain't praying with me. The growth of this church, the magnitude of this church is predicated on God. I had somebody on national level, I'm a vice president, nationally said, Gordon, what are you doing down there that you experienced that kind of growth over the years? I said, well, first of all, I preach the word, I try to live right, and I take care of my family. That's it. I ain't got nothing else to say. To God be the glory. I don't steal. I don't hook up. I don't crook up. Can I get a witness? Yeah. I can preach to everybody in here. I ain't got to look in your face and turn away real quick. I can preach. Can I get a witness? Fact, fact of the matter is, as messed up as I am, and I am messed up, to God be the glory. Can I get a witness? I don't need to prove nothing to you. All I need to do is prove something to him. All I need to do is live for him, preach for him, teach for him, manage for him, be humble before him, and he will do the rest. I don't care what you believe. You know why? Because that's hostage. That's kidnapping me for me to have to live for every one of you in a way that I get your approval. I ain't living for your approval. I'm living for his approval. I'm living for God's approval. Because we're so evil, if I do everything right, you ain't going to prove it anyhow. Because you hiding something. This one's tight. That, that, that is, Gideon struggled with his calling. See, your calling is a sure thing. Make your calling sure. My calling is sure. My calling is sure. Lord, have mercy. Mm. There's a fear of conflict. And we always got conflict. We got these two natures. If you married, you've been in conflict. Let's just stop lying and shame the devil this morning. Well, you know, I, I don't, don't, baby, baby, stop lying. If you married more than six months, you done been to hell and back. You done, you done been to hell and back. You done been to hell and back. And for every five years you've been married, I'll give you a deeper part of hell. Sheol, Tartarus. I'll start naming all you. you listen, listen, you know why? Because... God made us all different. We got different feelings. We got different mindsets. We got different things that we feel as though satisfies. And we got to work through. Hey, amen. You got to accept the person you're married to, but then you got to adapt to them. It's the adaptation that hurts. Now. Can I get a witness? That, that is that uh, you got to be true to your calling, but understand that life involves Conflict.
Fear will kill your confidence. Scared to move. Scared to step out. Scared to trust God. What happened to Gideon about his own feelings? In 6.13, look at verse 13a. Here's what happens when we are not man and woman enough to accept our own fears. We start making excuses. And when we make excuses, first it's our circumstances. We start going back. I should have, would have, could have. Have you ever been on that street, should have, would have, could have? I should have married somebody else. I could have did this. I should have did that. Well, you're just frustrating yourself more. And you know what God will do once in a while? God, when you start that shoulda, woulda, coulda stuff, God will arrange circumstances so you run into the shoulda, woulda, coulda. And then you want to run away from them so quick. Can I get a witness? That shoulda, woulda, coulda was a lie. Do I have a witness? Yeah, 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 I'm about to make a plane. The one you thought you was in love with? Yeah, you better be glad you ain't married. All you got to do is talk to their present wife or their present husband. So what is it like being married to my old boyfriend? It's hell. So you say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I saw an old acquaintance going up the escalator in the, in the, in the gallery about 10 years, about 15 years ago. She goes to, I looked at her and said, don't even want to speak. I, I, I don't even want to go there. In the name. We start making excuses for our circumstances. Mm. We start making excuses for our lack of confidence. We start making excuses for our lack of capabilities. Here's what Gideon said. He blamed it on his father. My father and that generation messed us up. And our fears are snapshots of how we see ourselves, hmm. how we see God and how we see others. Look, look, look what Moses said in Numbers. It was right here. When we went into the promise land, yes, uh, ten spies, 12 spies came back. Two had a bad report. Two had a, amen, 10 had a bad report. Two had a good report. Yes, we saw the great clusters. They were great. Yes, the land is fertile. It's flowing with milk and honey, meaning it's good for farming. But we saw walled cities like Jericho. And we saw giants, the Anak, nine-foot Watusis in the land. Lord, have mercy. And after seeing all of that, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers as we were in their sight. Don't miss this last point. If I'm a grasshopper in my sight, I'm a grasshopper in your sight. See, the problem with these grasshoppers in the church, the reason others see you as grasshoppers is because you see yourself as a grasshopper. My God. Gideon was locked into his 
true feel. And, and, and see, that's why I love transparency. That's why I love truth. I, listen, I don't have time to take a survey about what you think about Pastor Gordon. God bless you. You can't put me in heaven or hell. I ain't fooling with that. Because if God should mark iniquities, who going to stand? Y'all ain't getting this. The fact, the fact of the matter is, I struggle in this life. I know you don't struggle. I struggle, man. I struggle with my feelings. I struggle with my feelings. How many of y'all struggle with your feelings? Uh-huh. Look at that. Can't even get your hand up. We struggle with our feelings, man. Well, you know, I, and, and, and see, here, here, here's what you got to understand. I'm going to throw this out. You'll catch it on the way home. The reason we struggle with our feelings so much is because we had other episodes where we felt good. So now Satan starts comparing what you used to feel good about, what you don't feel good anymore about. That brings the conflict and fear. And, and Satan begins to tell you, well, if you just had the right person, you wouldn't feel this way. And we like dummies. We believe that. This thing is tight. All the hell ain't in your wife and in your husband. Some of it belongs to you. Mm -hmm. We become dysfunctional because our feelings don't match our faith. Doesn't match it. Would you like to give a testimony? Oh, sure. Praise the name of Jesus. My God is an awesome God. <laughs> Blessed assurance, Jesus mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Now, we love our women, but these same women went to the retreat and came back shouting? Give them 72 hours. <laughs> no, give them 50 hours. <laughs> I need another retreat. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't need another retreat. You need to read what you was retreating about. <laughs> Same with the men. Men go to the men's retreat. Some sit there all night playing pinochle, ducking sessions. Here we got people teaching on budgeting, and the ones that ought to be in the class ain't there. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Fact, fact of the matter is, I ain't going to stay here too long. We got these inner fears that keep messing us up. Me, myself, and I, my children, my family, my health, my strength, my death. What's going to happen when this happens? What, we, the, we, we got all this stuff coming in, and God is saying, let it go. It's not for you to know. It's not for you to worry about. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace till the sun goes down. And then because your mercies are new every morning, when I get up, I'll praise you all over again. 
because I get a whole new batch of grace. And I get a whole new batch of mercy. And I get a whole... And I get a whole new batch. <laughs> you want to be a preacher, man? You, you already met the requirement. <laughs> Go to sleep when you hear the word. <laughs> but check it out, check it out. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. My boy's like this, look. I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. I've been there. I've been there, man. I've been there. I got to pray and ask God, do I really have the gift? But, but, but check it out. Check it out. Secondly, Gideon had a fear of a fractured faith. Ah. Mm. Gideon, in verse 14, has the nerve to ask God, for proof. Now let me, let me. You know, he he, he told God, "I'm gonna set out a fleece. I'm, if if you can wet it and dry it back up, then I'll." Be. Let me let me tell you how embarrassing it is for ask to ask God for proof. You are proof. The fact that you woke up this morning, you are proof. The fact that you are clothed in your right mind. You are proof that God is a good God. He's a merciful God. He, he, he's a graceful God. Can I get a witness? That, that is, child of God, I'm coming in. Uh, uh, get in, press God, amen, for proof. Verse 14, are you with me? Come on now. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy strength, and you're going to save Israel by one hand, and, and here's what Gideon wanted. Gideon wanted a sign. Now let me, let me, let me we, we don't have this problem in this church because I won't allow it. Let me tell you about signs and wonders. The lines in my palm has nothing to do with nothing. It's a dirty hand that needs some cleansing. Are y'all getting this? And you got these soothsayers in these churches. Let me see your hand, baby. Let me see your hand. Yeah, you. Yeah, the Lord. This, uh, 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 Leviticus 18, I'm going to give you the scripture. God said, burn them people. Now, he, he didn't ask you to burn nobody. Now, I got to say that. <laughs> so you don't go home and set the house on fire. So. Are you kidding me? Look me in the eyes. What do you see? A little trying to hypnotize me. We get caught up in all this. This brother on television selling water now. In this little packet, you drink this water and you your life will be revolutionary. And the dummies that's buying the water is us. Well, I just thought I'd try it. No, 
bring your money up here to pastor, and I'll give you more than money, water. I'll give you a false prophet, promise. You know what I'm saying? The fact of the matter, we're falling for anything when you don't stand for the right thing. And these preachers are preaching a demonic doctrine of prosperity. God didn't promise you you're going to be rich. God didn't promise you you were going to be totally healed. God didn't promise you that everything's going to be fine the rest of your life. We live one day at a time. Do I have a witness? I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who makes heaven and earth. What God loves is when you quote his promises. And on the way, if you get hurt, you don't stop believing. If your life becomes topsy-turvy, you don't throw the towel in. If all hell starts breaking out, you don't leave the church. You got to turn to the book of Job and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. My blessing is on the way. Something's getting ready to take place. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And we know that all things are working together for the good for them that love the Lord and are called, called according to his purpose. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against. I've been young. Now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen a seed begging bread. Do I have a witness? Every time you quote a promise, God is in certain power. Can I get a witness? I dare you to quote the promises. I dare you to stand still and keep quoting that word. That word is a sword. Can I get a witness? That word will cut. That word will heal. Uh, that word will make everything all right. If God said it, I believe it, that ends it. Do I have a witness? Uh, we don't need your feelings or your fractures. All we need is the word. Do I have a witness? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word is a finished word. Thy word is a, yeah, it's a fitted word. Do I have a witness? It's a rima. God's going to give you exactly what you need. And you didn't even ask for it. He's going to bring it anyhow.
Some of y'all spiritual types think you got to spend three hours with God and pray for God to meet you in your bedroom. God was in your bedroom before you got home. God was in your kitchen before you went in there. God was in your bathroom before you went in there. You can't take credit for anything that God does. God's going to do what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it, and through whom he wants to do it. The Lord is my shepherd. Gideon. Gideon asked God for a sign, and the Lord gave it to him. He gave it to him. But finally, we see a faith which overcomes our fears. Now, here's what God did. You cannot, when preachers and teachers preach contextually, and they do not cover all the bases because they're more concerned about you, what you got to say about them, than they are exegeting the word. Or they're using somebody else's sermon and didn't use all the word. They only use what was on the tape. I'm preaching up in this place. Or they're or they telling you what the commentary said. Can I get a witness? You, you ain't getting this. When you go home, you turn to Hebrews eleven thirty two. It says, the writer to Hebrews, who I believe was Apostle Paul, said, and what shall we say about Gideon? Now stop. He's dealing with prophets, one king, David, and judges. That's the people that he's dealing with in verse 32. Barak did nothing. He's in the book of Hebrews. In fact, he got scared. Deborah, Deborah had to come and kill Sisera. Are y'all getting this? God says, and what shall we say about Gideon? Why the writer prefaced that is because Gideon did nothing. God did it all. Jephthah did nothing. God did it all. Samson did nothing. God did it all. You and I do nothing. God does it all. Can I get a witness? That, 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 that phrase, and what should we say about Gideon, means Gideon shouldn't even be here. Can I get a witness? He was scared. He was messed up. He was living in the, through his feelings, his fractures, and his follow-ups, his failures. But God puts a test, and the test is illogical. That means when God tests you, don't expect the test to be something you can just clearly understand. Can I get a witness? God will hold you to something that you didn't expect. Do I have a witness? Yeah, this thing is tight. So God told Gideon in the seventh chapter, amen, 7, 3, and 7, 4, uh, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to use you to kill all of these Midianites as if by one hand. Here's what I want you to do, Gideon. What? You have 22,000 farmers. 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 They got shovels and they plant seeds. 
you're going up against the Midianites, 132,000 Green Berets. God is saying, I'm going to make sure that this battle is so lopsided that you're forced to give me the praise. I'm going to make sure when I finish with you, it's no question where the help came from. Because we keep trying to steal God's glory. We can't leave self out of a sentence. Can I get a witness? Yeah, I, I know more than everybody. I've been everywhere. I can do this. I can do that. I can preach. I can teach. You can't do nothing but cry when you start hurting. Can I get a witness? What God is looking for is honesty and humility. Lord, without you, I can do nothing. I can't make the marriage work. I can't make the money work. I can't make the ministry work. I can't make my mind work. So God said, you're going to take 22,000 uh, farmers and go up against 132 Green Berets. Gideon probably looked towards God and said, there's no way. So Gideon took the 22,000 and said, look, guys, I don't know how we're going to do this, but let's go. God said, hope. You still have too many. For me to get the glory. See, you got to understand what God is saying. God is saying, if I'm going to get glory out of this, I got to present you messed up. If I'm going to get glory out of this, I got to deplete you from braggadociousness. If, I, if I'm going to use you, I got to clean everything up that you messed up. Oh, I'm not going to get anything out of you. If I use you, I got to let the doctors... Amen. Agree that you're half crazy. You're on medicine. Your mind ain't right. Can I get a witness? You've been to jail. You're out. You go back. You come back out. Can I get a witness? You ain't got nothing up here. You can't pass an IQ test. Hey, can I get a witness? You lied your way through college. Can I get a witness? God said, when I get finished, I'm going to deplete you of everything. And it's the depletion process that messes us up. That God is chipping away at us. God is breaking us down. God will not answer all your prayers. God is not working everything out. God is not leaving you comfortable because he wants you uh, 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 totally flawed before he can get the glory. So you wouldn't dare mention yourself. Uh, do I have a witness? I'm coming in. God said, take them down and let them lap the water. And as they lap the water, you'll find out who I want to go with me, who I don't want to go with me. And out of the 22,000, 10,000 stood. And uh, Gideon said, well, now I got 10 against 132,000. Do the math. And as Gideon starts going towards the Midianites, God said, you still got too many. For me to get the glory. He got down to 300. This is probably where that picture came from, 300. He got down to 300. God said, now you got the right amount. Raymond Gordon, 
now that I have beat you down, now that I have left you uh, curious about your call, now that I have let all hell break out in your life, now you're ready for me to get the glory. The greatest man in the Bible outside of Jesus was John the Baptist. John said, I must decrease that he must increase. Ah. So, 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 so the test was completed, and then the testimony is that they divided, they, they directed, they delivered, and, and, and God told them something illogical. I want 300 men to get pitchers. Like you pour water, get a pitcher, get a torch, light the torch at night when I give you the signal, and take your sword, break the pitcher at the same time, and when the Midianites who are asleep wake up, hear the noise, see the fire, and see you coming over the hill, they will kill themselves. Gideon, oh Gideon, oh Gideon, Gideon, I can't come down on you because I'm just like you. Feelings, fractures, scared of the future. We got all kind of stuff going on. Do I have a witness? Well, what's the key, preacher, as we close? My feelings are messed up. My fractures keep hindering me. My future's in question. There was a sequel that came out in the early 80s called Star Wars. And in Star Wars, you had to pay close attention to the plot because Obi-Wan Kenobi was a bad boy. Obi-Wan Kenobi could beat Darth Vader. He could beat Darth. In fact, he told Luke, he said, I beat your father before. Obi was a bad boy. And what Obi did when he was fighting Darth Vader, he put his sword down and smiled and let Darth Vader kill him. And in killing him, he knew he would, as a spirit, be able to help Luke forever. <laughs> Jesus willingly gave his life. It's expedient that I go away, that the Holy Ghost, who will be with you and in you, will fight for you. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and you know the story, Luke, Luke. It's right near the end. Luke, Luke, Luke is trying to blow up the space station. Uh, uh, you know it, Tony, and, and, and the ship is going all over the place. Amen. And, 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 and Luke, 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 and Darth Vader's right on his trail. Darth Vader's about to kill him. Can I get a witness? And out of nowhere comes a voice. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. He says, Luke, let go. The force is with you. Can I get a witness? The Holy Spirit is not a force. He's a person. But we got to let go. God is not going to get in as long as you hold on to stuff. God is not going to heal you as long as you think you are the helper. Can I get a witness? Let go. The force is with you. Raymond Gordon, let go. 
Don't worry about your children all the time. Put them in my hands and praise my name. Don't worry about your health all the time. Put it in my hands and praise my name. Don't worry about your death date because that's already been appointed. Just praise me in the midst of what's going on. Can I get a witness? Don't worry about trouble in your marriage and trouble in your home and trouble on the streets. Just be still and know that I'm God. You gotta let go. Turn to your neighbor and say, let go. Let go and let God. He's able and he's able. He's able to keep you from falling. Now, wait a minute. I'm getting ready to go. But here's what God says to me. Wait a minute. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> you worried about your children. I covered you when you was coming out of honky tonks. You were coming out of clubs one way in and one way out. You came out of parties where folk had guns. You came out of situations, amen, where everything was topsy-turvy and you still alive. I want you to know if I did it for you, I'll do it for them. Any able, any able, I bought your grandmother, I bought your mother, I bought your aunts and uncles and cousins from a mighty long way. Bought your brothers out of gang wars. Any able, that's why God says let go. Stop being fearful. I'm an all wise God. I'm all powerful. I'm all knowing. I'm all sustaining. And when I say something, everybody's got to stop and listen to my voice. Can I get a witness? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup of joy runs over. Surely, I said surely, 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 goodness, mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let go and let God. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's something you got to let go. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus wants you to ask him to come into your life. Jesus wants you saved. If you want to be saved, believe me, die for your sins and burn rose again. Just raise your hand. Bust ministry. If you want to be saved, raise your hand. I see your hands. Come on out. Praise the name of Jesus. Come on. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Come on. If you're not saved, come on out. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Is there another? You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. He died for your sins. He's God's only begotten son. Come on. Love to have you. Come on, brother. Come on. Don't be ashamed. We love you, man. We love you. Is there another? Come on. There you go. Praise Jesus. Is there another? You want to give your life to Christ. Jesus, Son of God, God the Son, he died for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day with all power in his hands. Is there another? You want to give your life to Christ? You want to join the church? Anybody here want to join the church? Love to have you. Love to have you. Praise his name. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my brother. Is there another? You can come. Minister's going to take you in the back and lead you to Christ. That's the most important thing. The most important decision you'll ever make is Jesus. Can I get away? Can you follow him, please? Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the food that's been prepared for those who are supposed to eat. Blessed, sanctified to their minds and bodies in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. Lord, we pray about Tuesday that you will give us favor. God, we pray for every family here. We pray about all of our fears, and we are fearful people. We're scared, we're scattered, and Satan has held us hostage too long. But today, we will break forth, and we will break away from fear. And God, we will trust you with all of our hearts and put the end into your hands. In the name of Jesus, bless us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now hold up. I want to do something therapeutically. I'm going to let you go. As you stand, I want three people to be honest and tell me, raise your hand, what are your immediate fears? This is therapeutic. Hands. Anybody? Yes, my brother. Huh? Failing. Thank you, my brother. Yes. Not believing. Thank you, brother. Who else? Fears. Yes. Huh? Men? You got fears of men? Okay, baby, I'll be near you. Thank you for that. Who else? Fears. Fears. Yes. For your daughter. That's real. Yes, back there. The Lord calling you to what? A worker of iniquity. Okay, that's your fear, the Lord calling you that? All right, babe, that's real. Thank you. Yes. Falling back into depression. Okay, praise God. Don't we have fears? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Your pastor has a lot of fears. People think pastors just showing up, preaching, leaving. Me and the staff, we got responsibility for thousands of people, millions of dollars. We got responsibility to make sure everything is right, set in motion. It's not easy. Got responsibility to make sure them buses came back. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Fear is a real thing. I dare you to trust Jesus and say, Lord, I don't want to carry this fear anymore. 
Give me the faith to overcome my fears. Can I get a witness? Come here, baby. Come here. Again. Come on. Yeah, come here, baby. Bad girl ball from West Philly. You, you enjoying that too? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right. Now, how are you? Now this 20-year-old young lady who can play that thing. Yeah. She she from West Philly. I'm gonna make sure I get you a ride. She says she's gonna join the church. Look yeah. at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't the Lord good? All right, God bless you. We love you. See you Wednesday. You are dismissed. Leave your fears here in the sanctuary. You might be here two weeks, but leave your fears here in the sanctuary. We love you. Thank you, baby. All right.